Wanna ring the bell? Alright. Ding, ding. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Two Views Movies. I am Garrett. And I am Carson. And we are talking Creed 3 today, the uh, latest in the Rocky lineage that you and I have spent our entire lives watching. The, the ninth installment. Oh, man, when you say it like that, that's crazy. Right? I mean, I'm not going to sit here and do the math in six, my head. I'm just going to take six, your word. Six Rockies and three Creeds, that, that adds up to nine, right? Yeah, I think I always stumble a little bit because, like, I know there's Balboa, but then it feels like there's another one stuck in there somewhere before Creed, but there's really not. Uh, that's what I was debating. Yeah, there's just Balboa. There's five Balboa, three Creeds. Yeah. Okay, so nine. So that, that that's a healthy franchise. It is. It is, and probably, um, the best nine movie franchise. Ooh. Well, I mean, how many? How many movies hit, or how many franchises hit nine movies? Not, not Fast and Furious. <laughs> yeah, Fast and <laughs> Hell Furious, Ra- Hellraiser. I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. At some point, you're going to get some duds in there. I mean, it, which which Rocky certainly does. Uh, that'd be a topic for another conversation. Um, I mean, because do you consider the MCU a franchise? Because I mean, that's well, well you past. did not. You separated them all out as Thor is his own and Captain America was his own. Yeah, I mean, it's a universe, but I'm not sure if it's. I don't know. I don't know what the rules are around that. Well, I think it's up to whoever wants to make them up. Well, and I think you can make an argument that this creed is potentially not part of the franchise. I'd have to think about that. Uh, I, I, mean, think... I mean, we're not giving anything away. I think it was pretty much well documented that. Oh, Stallone's you're saying you're saying this. you're saying just Creed Three is not part of the franchise. Correct. I don't think correct. you can car- carve off the third movie. Well, I wouldn't think so, but especially when, you, when they call it Creed Three. Well, when you <laughs> leave the main character behind, is it where Creed One and Creed Two had you know very strong ties to the original saga? This one breaks, but I mean, you still have the story remnants that are there, right? Like there's still Drago, there's still uh, Creed's mom, Apollo's wife. So, I mean, there's still definitely, we showed a picture of, of Rocky one and we reference Rocky one. Yeah. You know, they, they give you um, an Apollo picture. They cut Rocky out of it. Yeah. And then yeah, we'll talk about this later. There's a, there's a moment that I felt like in the movie that would, is really weird that Rocky is not present for. Um, And they didn't like, throw a line in there. They didn't even do anything. They just kind of nope. just went they, on. They, and they also went out of their way to not ever say the name Rocky Balboa. Right. Yeah. It Which, was always gave a gave an underdog a chance, you know, and it was yeah. always alluding to, yes, that's what happened, but never actually. So uh, I'm wondering logistically somehow, you know, uh, if that was, I mean, it had, it had to be intentional for one reason or another. Right. I can't imagine Sly being like, no, you can't use my stuff. I mean, that's the whole point of this franchise, right? Is well, he was the producer. He he still produced this? It, it gave him producer credit. Okay. Well, I mean, you also don't know how that really works in Hollywood, right? Does he get it because he's actually producing and actually having some kind of input in this? Or is he 
Um, is he just is does he have to give be given credit because he's the originator of all the characters? I, and to be honest, I don't know what a producer actually does. I, <laughs> I thought it was you know kind of fronting the money and then That's kind of had the final too. say. Yeah. And so, but sure. you just never know when it comes to like, okay, well. I'll let you do this, but you have to give me X credits in the movie. Like I won't take your story writing credits because I'm not writing any of this. So I don't want screenplay. I don't like, maybe you give me a characters based on blah, 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 created by Sylvester. I've seen that before, right? Based on characters created by Stan Lee based on creators or character. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't, from what I, I've kind of cut down my movie news intake, but from what I can gather, I don't, I don't remember hearing, or I think I distinctly remember hearing, however you want to say this, that he just was not really a part of this at all. This is that's what I mean by like it's finally right. it's like its own thing now. Well, and there is backstory to Rocky to Stallone not owning the rights to Rocky, and there's a family that owns it that he's been trying to purchase for decades, and he hates them. How does and that happen? I don't. I, don't, I guess it started with the original. Somehow wow. they had the rights uh, somewhere along. I don't know the. The, the path of it, but some family and then the, the guy, the guy's hanging on to them for his kids and family, which I mean, can you blame them? Right. You know, as long as they're running on Superstation, I'm sure they get a cut or whatever. Does that have to do with the guy who sued him saying that like Rocky was based on him, the actual fighter? I think his name was like Chuck Wepner or something like that. No, it's something okay. to do with the, the studio who just ha- owned the rights to the movie at hmm. MGM. And okay. so he just continues to license it out and that was the issue with uh, uh when they announced the drago movie and stallone went all scorched earth on <laughs> on uh, dolph of saying hey you know this is this is bs and dolph didn't know that stallone wasn't involved in it yeah you know then it was just this family trying to license it out and make as much money as they can on it right well i mean so clearly then you know by process of deduction or whatever stallone is okay with this because he didn't go scorched earth on creed i think right it, Everything I heard at the end of Creed Two was like they had they'd all kind of mutually said this is it this is how we're we're going out so I I feel like very quickly after the end of Creed Two it, it became public knowledge that Sly was not going to be involved in this in any way yeah and I think he was supportive of Michael B Jordan getting his directorial debut with this right you know it, it feels his, like his a, baby. A, a good safe um, direct directorial debut right like Rocky movies have beats. Uh, they have rhythms, they have patterns. So, you know, have some fun with it. Do what you want to do. Tell your story from your angle, but you got to hit the beats, um, which it was very apparent in this movie. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. You, if you have your checklist of what you need in a Rocky movie, I think it, it yes, it does hit all those. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. Well, clearly we are talking Creed three. I don't know how much of an introduction it needs, but let me go ahead and give it to us and we'll get on our way. After dominating the boxing world, Adonis Creed has been thriving in both his career and family life when a childhood friend and former boxing prodigy Damian Anderson resurfaces after serving a long sentence in prison. He is eager to prove that he deserves his shot in the ring. The face-off between former friends is more than just a fight. To settle the score, Adonis must put his future on the line to battle Damian, a fighter who has nothing to lose. Directed by Michael B. Jordan, which we just said is his directorial debut, Cast, Michael B. Jordan, Tessa Thompson, Jonathan Majors, Felicia Rashad, Wood Harris, and Mila Davis-Kent. Yeah, and if you've uh, been listening to the pod for since 2017, you know that we are big Rocky heads. 
um, probably more than most. And I would say <laughs> we are more than more than fluent in this franchise. Oh yeah, so, it, that goes without saying. Uh, too, oh, oh, one could argue too much Rocky viewing, probably. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> okay, um, so spoiler-free, I think. Um, I I liked what they did with this movie. Um, I, I think Michael B. Jordan directed a a solid movie. Um, I have no complaint. I, I have no complaints from acting, directing, really even story writing. Um, I felt like it was a a solid movie that paid homage to previous Rocky movies, stayed true to the Rocky formula. Um, you know, tried to weave in some some interesting things here and there. And my only main comment that I would say is that while it did all of that, it did it to lesser effect than the previous few movies, I felt like. So I'm glad you you brought that up. Uh, so, and I want to see the behind the scenes type of the process of this, because I'm not going to say that it was poorly directed uh, or even poorly written. I feel like this was a four hour movie that they had to cut a bunch of stuff out. And so I think the cutting room floor may have taken a lot of the feeling or a lot of the motivations of people out out of the movie just to make time because I feel like it's there. I feel like they reference it. Uh, and there's, there's points along the way that we'll get to in, in the spoiler side, but I feel like it was all there, but, but there was, we were told that it kind of happened. We never saw it or felt it. And I don't feel like it's fair to put it Michael B. Jordan's feet because it could have been filmed and it could have been laid out there. Just, it feels like it was edited poorly. Um, I, I mean, Okay. I, I didn't feel like it was edited poorly. Um, it's so I, I never felt like it was choppy. I, 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 like I, I take was, that back. I, no, I take that back. Not edited poorly from the, the fact that I think that there were scenes that were left on the cutting room floor that we didn't see that might have made this movie much, much better, made it feel more. Uh, there had been more impact to certain yeah. scenes. Yeah. Um, it, I will say Creed 2 and Creed 3. Both feel more to me like Rocky two than anything else. And when I when I say that, being Rocky heads, like you said, it, they're they're kind of slow burn movies. Um, you know, there there was times during this where I, I appreciated the setup between Adonis and Damien, um, but it felt like a very very long time without boxing. Uh, not necessarily being shown. I, Rocky movies don't always show a lot of boxing, but it it kind of stopped being about boxing. And, and, and that can work. That's totally fine. It's just I felt like between maybe the first 20 minutes and the first and like maybe the last 20 or 30 minutes, there's just it's a it's a drama playing out, which is fine. It just it didn't do a lot in that to kind of catch me and like get me motivated and invested in it enough like i was there but like not all the way into it. like creed one legit gives me chills when i watch it like there are just huge awesome moments in that movie whether it's you know rocky doing his battle um adonis trying to find himself the moments in the ring with the the one shot camera takes a couple of fights building up to it um 
and, and then obviously like the big triumph at the end, right? Which is what all Rocky movies are known for. Um, this just didn't have that, like that kind of same crescendo to me, right? Like it kind of built up, but like at like a 15 degree rise on, on like a, a graph. Whereas, you know, you like to get your Rocky movies to kind of go up and then down and then way up again at the very end. And it just didn't quite have that same ebb and flow to me. No, I, I 100% agree. And I think part of the problem is the trailer of we see Jonathan Majors and we know he's the bad guy. We know, we know Creed is going to fight him, but it takes a long time to get there. Mm-hmm. And basically all you're doing as an audience is waiting for him to be the heel, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, the trailer sets it up as this is a vengeance thing for Jonathan Majors. You know, and it's, you're just kind of waiting for that turn. And if you, if we didn't know that, I mean, it's hard to sell a Rocky movie without the, the bad guy fighting him yep. uh, and whatnot, but it's, uh, it, it definitely takes away from the script. Like if it was some sort of twist of, you know, maybe you're, you're setting him up as sort of a Rocky five of him coaching Jonathan majors, you know, mm-hmm. plot, not which is where have, I thought they were going. Which initially. It, it, it kind of did. It, right. it, we kind of combined many of the Rockies into one. Right. It was uh, a little bit of three and a little bit of five is what stood out to me in this one. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And uh, and that was that that I think what made it slower is we were just waiting mm-hmm. for for Dame to be like, why are we going to get into it so much? Right. You know, they seem to be palling around. Something's got to turn here. Yeah. I, I think the elements are all there. I. I wish I could tell you why it didn't hit harder than it did because I feel like the story is actually really cool. You know, Adonis's youth was, you know, tied into Damien's. We all know Adonis was a hothead when he was younger. Um, I, I thought the way they, they, they presented this as, you know, Donnie left him hanging in a jail cell, you know, and, and didn't go visit him. And he's wrestling with that background of his whole life. Like I, I think those things are there just, something just didn't quite punch through no pun intended the you know that 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 barrier to really make me feel like totally invested like it felt a little paint by number there's a couple things that happened in the movie that were either extremely telegraphed to me or easily predictable to me um and so like some of those things that happened didn't really like bring weight to the movie because i was like oh i i think this is gonna happen and okay that that's what happened Okay, so the weight I feel in each of those moments that I think I can probably peg easily of what what you're talking about, but I feel like this movie didn't have what all of the previous movies have had, which was great music setting up scenes. Mm -hmm. And I I was listening for it because you have great music that, you know, in the the montage scene, you know, you want Mm -hmm. that, oh, I'm pumped up, I'm pumped, and it it was kind of subdued, you know, and just kind of let the action do it, but you didn't have that that Mm -hmm. music that's that's firing you up, or you didn't have that kind of uh, triumphant piece here and there throughout the movie that I think uh, really took away from what they're showing. Right. And that that was kind of disappointing, because you wanted you want to hear those things in Rocky movies and the music makes you feel something more, you know, him climbing the mountain, you know, before he yells Drago is the music that's amping up too. And you're mm-hmm. amping up with the music and it's getting more exciting and, and, mm-hmm. it, and it's revving you up. And, and there wasn't any of that. It, the music was very subdued and, and I was more waiting for that. Are they going to use any of the old music? Uh, right. You know? And so I was 
I was special paying more attention to the music than I do in most movies. Well, and I think the first two creeds intentionally did not use the Rocky music until key moments um, that you can, right. you can tell very much by watching that movie or those movies, Creed one and two that they are, they are trying to save that one, right? That that's their, that's their mm-hmm. golden bullet, man. They're not playing that. And they don't play, I think in Creed one until the final fight when, you know, Adonis comes into his own and starts to finally win. And it has such a great impact. This one, I felt like they decided it's kind of like I was mentioning with Stallone. It's sort of like they just said, okay, we're all on our own here, right? This is, this is now a Creed franchise, not a Rocky franchise. So we're not going to really dabble in the music. We're not going to do We're not bringing any of those elements. And I, I think that that's a, it's a, I can appreciate and respect that call, but, if you're going to do that, you need to you need to put something else in its place that is equally as right. cool or equally as motivating, and that like make it your own thing. Instead, what you did was you just tuck it away and didn't fill that void. Right. I think Creed uh, at least one, um, maybe two, uh, at least one replaced it with with other music that did the mm-hmm. same feeling. Like mm-hmm. every Rocky movie had its own music. You know, they added more. So it's not like oh, you have to use Eye of a Tiger somewhere in right. this movie. Um, they added to it and i felt like those that music helped you feel as their ups and the downs uh throughout the movie this mm-hmm. one I, di- I didn't feel like it was complimenting at all yeah i agree i think the other thing for me that i i kept wondering is you know one of the beats in rocky movies is he's got some sort of internal struggle that he's fighting against it, it's really not there and in, in one he's really just more questioning whether he's even worth being in the ring um, with Apollo, but in two, you know, Adrian's sick after the baby. Uh, in three, he loses all confidence in himself and Apollo and Adrian have to help him find it. Four is the same thing. He's scared out of his mind. Adrian has to set him straight. Um, so I was kind of waiting for like, what's that moment in this movie? Like, I know that Adonis is struggling with the concept of Damien being back in his life and what's going on, but what was that moment when you look back where Adonis needed to overcome something to become what he needed to be to beat Damien? And they're, they're like that internal struggle, mm-hmm. I, I know what they were saying it was, but again, I, it didn't feel like this big monumental climb that he had to overcome. I, I think that's what they wanted us to feel, but it didn't that, translate. That was what I was alluding to earlier. That, that's yeah. one of the scenes that I feel uh, they kind of talked about but never showed and so yeah. you never saw that transition of of that of, of the why he's really getting into the ring and i feel like that was a powerful thing that they needed to add and, and yeah. to keep in there and yep. so uh because they kind of allude to it later but they never actually showed it and that's mm-hmm. uh that's that that was a problem in this to get me of why is he even doing this you know yeah uh so it more i i think the 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 unfortunate thing is it, you walk away from the movie, I think feeling like his reasons for getting back in the ring are more superficial. Like that's mm-hmm. the way the movie makes you feel. I, I know what the undertones are there and I can sit here and when we get as far as we can talk about like why I think his character actually did do that. I just don't think the movie did enough to move you from the superficial reasons to like the real core of what Donnie's struggling with in his life. Um, and I think had you, had you done that somehow, um, you know, I think it would have worked. I think they could have maybe 
cribbed a few things from previous Rocky movies. They would have, again, they would have taken a lot of heat from it, I think, had they done it, of, you know, not being original and if you're going to try and be your own thing. So I, I can appreciate not doing something so on the nose, but I think there's things they could have done to, to make you feel that a little bit more. And and I think we're part of their plot. I don't think this is really a, a spoiler, is that they're, they go along the lines of Creed's too old to box. You know, mm-hmm. and in the boxing world, he's what thirty six. Mm-hmm. He's he's too old to box. But we've been accustomed to in this <laughs> franchise, yeah. this fifty five year old, you know, contemplating being too old to box. You know, right. and so he's always, you know, Rocky's always been too old to box from Rocky one. You know, so he's only yeah. gotten older. And so when we're still in Creed three, and we kind of look at Michael B. Jordan, <laughs> we're yeah. like, we're like he's saying, oh, you're you're going through these same things that that Sly did in Rocky Balboa of you're, you know, this doesn't work and you're too hurt. And, and I'm sure as a 36 year, yeah. year old fighter, now they did a, a, a significant time jump here, you know, so we didn't see a lot of that, but you're still kind of looking at it. Like that's the kind of well we're, we're, we're digging at and it, it makes right. sense. But at the same time within the confines of this franchise, it seems a little out of place. Well, it's even hard inside the confines of this movie because Damien is older than, is older is older so now i get you can make the whole mileage comparison right like you know donnie's been in 35 fights damien's never been in one professional fight so wear and tear but still you know if you're going to make the age argument it's really tough to do that when you're facing somebody older than you and not some (laughs) up-and-coming fighter right so right yeah i see that okay so where where did you land then i think we're going to be around the same but i'm curious i truly i i think and I know I was – this was my least favorite of the nine. And I know that's hard to say because oh, you, you're no going to say like, oh, Rocky Five, And I'm like, well, that has more nostalgic and we quote it and it's become more of a of well, life okay. of its Yeah, own. You, you need to, you need to make it's sure. Not a, we, it's not a worse movie than okay. Rocky Five. You just okay. prefer it's, to it's watch my, Five because you can laugh at Five. Right. You know, Tommy the Machine right. Gun, you know. It's right. uh it it's that has more of a, of a childhood thing for me personally, but I think it was my my least favorite because I didn't have I didn't feel for anything. Right, you really. didn't get the Rocky feels. I didn't get yeah, I didn't get any of, of like oh here we're we're clicking in or oh you know right. like that's that's it. I I didn't get that. I, okay, so what'd you rate it then? Probably three and a half. Okay. That's where I'm at. I I was at. I said three. I feel three bad and a half saying that because I don't think out. any Rocky movies below <laughs> a four and a half, if not all. I don't fives. know. So it, it, here's where I would just in my. I mean, Rocky Five, if we're rating it, is like a one and a half or two star movie. It's trash, <laughs> but you love it, right? Like that's why Letterbox, for example, gives you the ability to like a movie and star rate a movie because and then also explain your answer right because by star rating <laughs> if you're comparing it to everything else yeah rocky 5 is trash i mean there's no there's no filmmaking criteria that you can apply to rocky 5 that makes it come out being an actual good movie but sometimes you enjoy movies that are not actually good i mean i i love roadhouse i'm not going to say roadhouse is well made roadhouse just is it's it's great for non filmmaking reasons. When you're when you're eight years old and Rocky Five comes out, you know it right. just changes things, <laughs> right? But I will say, I, I, I think I still like this one more than Rocky Two. To me, Rocky Two is miserably boring, and the only thing that saves Rocky Two for me 
there's two things. One, he actually beats Creed, so cool, fine, whatever. And two is when Adrian tells him to win. Those are the only two good moments in that entire movie. Otherwise, it's like a two-hour boring slog watching Rocky go around not being able to hold a job, not being able to read. It's just really not an enjoyable movie to watch. It's true. At least this one is an hour 57. You still get some action. I think that, I think it's got better writing, better characters, better cast, better story. So, um, so when we say things like this is at the bottom of the Rocky, I, and you know what? I'm not I'm I'm not a big fan of Balboa either. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I I need to go back and rewatch See, I, that. I like Balboa, and I think it's, I mean there's certain parts of it that that stick with you, you know, and that's that motivating part. It's that here it comes. Sure. Part. It's, it's those, but that, this didn't have it. Right. And so and that's that's what I think this is lacking, and that's why it's towards the bottom for me. I is agree because there's not like the, the go get them, you know. And, right. Jumping out yeah. of your seat. Not that I'm that kind of right. person anyway, but it's uh, it just for sure. Balboa's got the the hurting bombs, and it's got the speech with his son, right? So mm-hmm. a- outside of all that, again, it's kind of a bad movie. Um, Rocky Two, kind of a bad movie outside of win and win. him actually winning. Yeah. But yeah, when you look at this movie, I don't have one or two of those moments where I can say, oh, that that's that's my moment in this. You know, I had them in Creed Two, and I had them in Creed One, and this just didn't have those moments, but. I'm actually with you. I, I'm at a three and a half. Um, it, it's solid. It's fine. I, I think. I, I think it's a good directed movie. I think it's well written. I just think it needed it needed those moments to have people walk away and really cheer for. And I, I don't think it quite got there. Yep. Um. Same. Okay. All right. Well, we've danced around a few topics. Let's get into spoilers so we can so we can actually talk about these. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. One of the... Okay, so the two things that I saw coming a mile away, which are probably the same two things that I think you saw coming a mile away. Uh, the mom was dying. There was... I mean, once they said that she had had a stroke, I was like, yeah, she, she's right. gone. She's gone. She's she's gone and really felt out of place it did out of place because with all of this i know it, it just didn't it didn't tie into anything right like it's just something that happened right. um and so where i was kind of going is something they could have done is taken a page out of the rocky three book and, and had jonathan majors do something at one of the fights or parties or press conferences or something that Knock her kind down. of yeah right basically what happened to Mick in, in right. Rocky Three where right. Clubber didn't kill Mick but you know it just added to Clubber being a bad guy um, so he could have yeah even shown up he could have even shown up at her door because he said you know she was still living in the same house he knew where she lived and then right. that sent her into a right another stroke or something exactly he didn't have to actually physically assault her just his presence could have sent her right yeah. now and this is kind of what I was saying in the in the beginning of the pod though. Um, I think they would have gotten a lot of a grief for that. I think they would have said, uh, I would have said it. I'll own up to this. I would have been like, a mm-hmm. uh, little too on the nose, like Rocky Three. So I think you need to find something else. And I, I know it's always hard for you and I to get on here and talk about movies and say this movie needs something else when, like, on the fly, I'm not going to be able to think of what that is. But I'm with you. Her death needed to be more impactful for one reason or another. I don't know what that is. I don't know how you tie that in. Clearly, I see that it affects Donnie on the screen, but it's it's just this thing that happens in the movie that really doesn't 
that's not what motivates him to go do something. It's not what scared him off of doing something. It just is this thing that was. Yeah, and that's what I was talking with my wife after the movie. It just felt very misplaced, and I don't know if it would have fit better somewhere else in the movie because the scene was fine. Like, it's, it's not a bad yeah. scene. It's just, like you said, it's just kind of there. Right. And and I think that's what you're mentioning, Rocky not being at the funeral. Odd. Yes. Yeah, um, right. I mean, that's the one time you're like, really? After all these years? Like, I know yeah. they were estranged, but they got back together in Creed 1 or 2. I don't remember. I think it was 1. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just feels very weird that, you know, I know you're writing Rocky off, but he's, he's really not going to show up or he's not going to send a letter or, or something, but I, I get it from a movie standpoint. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think hers, hers, I had a bit a big asterisk of if you're trying to save time, none of that was necessary. The yeah. only thing that it did was m- maybe cause the conversation between Adonis and, uh, and his wife Yeah, about, maybe. about opening up of, right. He was such in a dark place and then he started to open up. Like they didn't need that, right. you know, to be the catalyst, but that's the only thing that it led to. It, it should have been in some way. It needed to be a moment that had him question himself, and then Tessa brings him out of it. Or it needed to be the moment that, in his grief, he finds why he needs to go fight Damien, right? There, there right. needed to be something tied there. Because I even think the same thing applies to to Tessa and his daughter, like they're there as these emotional choke points for him or high points. Like clearly he loves his daughter, wants to teach her how to box, all this stuff. Clearly he's having issues with Tessa with opening up and, and holding everything in. And But can you really sit here and say that any of that fueled his decision to fight or not fight or, or overcome or not overcome? Because that's where Rocky movies are the bread and butter. It's those moments mm-hmm. that, that get you there. And, and those things happen, but I don't get the ties. That... And he mentioned in that conversation uh, with Tessa, uh, he's not going to stop. But we haven't seen him do anything. <laughs> yeah, he's one and zero. Well, he, he well he's not going to stop harassing him. He's like, yeah. oh, he took the belts that aren't even yours because you, right. you've retired. He's like, I'm going I'm to keep taking from you. And like, there's, but yeah. they never show any of that. And right. then when he's on first take for some reason, uh, you know, talking, he goes, he's been bad mathing you the press. Like, why, why wouldn't they have shown that earlier right. of Dame going on this rampage of smear campaign or something of his mom? Right. Or, you know, may tie it in somehow. And that's where I feel like there is stuff cut out. Right. That it was him really riling him up. I guess but, more anger than anything. I mean, but Donnie, but that, that's a cheap, that, that's a, a cheap way yeah. to give him the ring of a, oh, you chicken. Yeah. Well, it, well, it's kind of, I mean, it, okay. That does happen in that does happen in Rocky three, right? Uh, uh-huh. Rocky wants to retire, and essentially, but he's not motivated by Clubber Lang. He's motivated because he finds out that Mick has been setting him up with easy ass fights, and so he right. hasn't been proving himself. So then it becomes, I've have I really proven myself? Am I really who I said I was? So it's an internal thing that just happens to be manifesting itself against Clubber Lang, right? In this one. I think what they want to go for is that Donnie's been running his whole life. He's been running from this one episode. He never went and visited him. He feels all this immense guilt that he didn't go talk to him, that this guy got locked up for 18 years. And it, it, it's, it's said. It is in the movie. It's not like they don't do it. It's just they don't connect that dot strongly enough to, okay, this is why I'm going to go do this. Like, what, like, to your point, what do you mean he's not going to stop? That shouldn't have been your motivation of him being right. Like, you, you have... I'm assuming like $500 million, you have endorsement deals, you run a gym, like this guy's one to know and tuck somebody else's belt. All you got to do is be like, 
okay, go 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 do what you're gonna do, man. Like I'm I'm right. fine over here. So yeah. what's your reason? It's I think it's that you don't want to run from this guy anymore, and he's he's mentally just in your head now that you owe him all this kind of stuff. But like, ugh, it didn't it didn't do it enough. Yeah, and the fact that he's he feels like he owes Dame, but then he's gonna come and fight him and take the one thing that he's got is the championship, like the title. Like it's, it's yeah. still it's like if you're not just totally pissed at him and just want to break him down and take it, right? You know. Which we didn't get that. We still felt, especially after the fight, we mm-hmm. still felt like there was this brotherly love that they had. And all you did was kick this poor guy off the pedestal for nothing because you retired as, right. as champ. You know? Yeah. So it, it was a weird conclusion to to that theme other than, like you said, uh, which I would say loosely through is that he's that wants to stop running. Like you've been, you haven't ran for however long you've been champ, right. you know? Yeah. Uh, this this one this one thing that you're confronting is by beating the guy that took the fall for you. Like right. that, that, I mean, that didn't tie together for me. Right. I think essentially what we're saying over and over again with various examples is that the motivations for Adonis are just not they don't resonate enough. I, I mean, Jonathan Major's motivations are very very clear. I mean, like yes, I, yes, he's a more well written character in this movie than Creed is. Agreed. I completely see his arc from, from the moments that he's a kid to when he gets out of prison to what he does to be able to have the fight to win his first fight. He's almost got the, the Rocky arc to him, right? Like if you were to flip this movie and make Adonis like an Apollo Creed, an existing champion in, and uh, Jonathan Damien is the Rocky he hits the Rocky beats coming out of jail, overcoming this guy. It's like, it's like, Being the, too uh, old. Yeah. it's like the, um, uh, Daniel LaRusso is the actual bad guy. That's kind of what, uh, <laughs> what I'm thinking Creed three is now. Like you can yeah. kind of almost see, like if you put your mind in the Damien side, that Adonis was kind of the shitty person, right? Like he got this life. He ran away. He, this guy went to jail. He's coming out trying like, if you just took away the, the couple of bad things that Damien did, like by fighting dirty and, uh, getting uh, Felix Drago. uh, Drago's arms broken, arm broken. He's actually, he's the Rocky in this movie. He's the sympathetic (laughs) character, for sure. So he's a much more well-written character than I think Adonis is in this. Um, I think they just kind of missed it on Donnie's motivations and stuff. That's what it really all boils down to. No, I I agree completely. You're rooting for Jonathan Majors, and then you find out that he... Tanya Harding, you know, yeah. and, and got himself because because truly I was doing some mental gymnastics of these two guys are fighting. If one of and then you do the I did the warrior thing if he's going to spar with them and knock them out, you mm-hmm. know, and then just step into his place. You know, uh, I'm glad they didn't do that because clearly that would have been ripping straight from the movie right. Warrior. But uh, I was like, there's there's two guys that are fighting that neither of them are. I was like, how does he get in there to fight Creed? Like I couldn't quite wrap mm-hmm. my brain around. But then. Did you know once Drago's arm was broken that Damien was behind it? No. Oh, really? I, I, no, I, I that was like, my okay. first exact thought. Was it? Uh, see, yeah. I I I didn't I didn't go there because I was like okay because I was still trying to figure out how I was going to get to Dame to be fighting Creed. 
Well, it was right around the time, so they're at that party. He's acting kind of weird how he's talking. Like they're they're kind of making it seem like he's trying to hit on Tessa a little bit, and he's trying to get yeah. her to also think about her career and motivation. Like that was when they really started. I mean, you know, he's going to be the bad guy because, like you said, that's in the trailer. But he was really starting to get a little slimy right around that time. And then as soon as that happened, I was like, "Oh, okay." That it can't just be coincidence that that that's how we're going to do this. That somebody just randomly broke Drago's arm. Like th- how you're going to make him the more bad guy is you're going to have him have set that all up. And then sure enough, when they, you see the picture, I was like, yep, there it is. See that, that scene, I felt like he was already was feeling slighted. And so that's kind of how I was, you know, feeling his motivations there. Mm. Not that he set this all up. It was just more of a, uh, he was standoffish, you know, he, he, he'd already felt kind of slighted and it's like, why am I here? You know, mm-hmm. I thought that was going to add to something later. I, I didn't think that had anything to do with, gotcha. him doing, but I guess they, they got, they got me on that one. So that's where I was kind of saying in the non-spoiler section that there was two big things that happened, the mom dying and this hand breaking, um, that I think they wanted more impact on. And I just, I felt like I got them right away. So I was like, oh, okay. I mean, that's, that's how you're going to, how you're going to do this. So he, Donnie knows that they arranged him to beat Drago, or the, at least that they're friends. He puts that together later. What? Donnie knows that Dame set this up. To he knows Drago's after arm. he talked to his mom, right? Right. Right. Yeah. He saw the picture of the yes. guy. Yes. You know. Um, and then he's clearly buddy buddy with Drago because he comes and spars with him. <laughs> yeah. And no mention. We're just gonna keep that under our hat. Like, there's no. Oh yeah. So so Drago. I guess the question would be: Does Drago know that it was Dame's friend that did it, or does he still think it's random? Right. Or we're just yeah, not gonna tell they, Drago. Yeah. I, I guess <clears throat> I, at the point that you're in the middle of a training montage, I don't think they're gonna sneak that little bit in. Well, so that so that's where I think one thing they dropped the ball on is Drago's entrance to the training montage. Mm-hmm. So his, his in the club is fine. You know, it's kind of over there. I, I'm okay with that, but I felt like that should have been a little bit more powerful of him coming in, mm-hmm. you know, to, to help him train. There should have been yeah. something there, you know, I think. Um, and then also the training montage, they broke all the rules and it was confusing for me. Uh, I will say, because training montage goes, you know, Creed, Dame, Creed, Dame, Creed, Dame, Creed, mm-hmm. Dame. This was Creed, Dame, Creed, 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 Dame, Dame, Creed, Creed, Dame. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm getting confused of like, which gym am I in? Yeah. You know, because uh, all you see, you're seeing rapid push-ups or you're seeing, you know, the, hitting the bag. I'm like, oh, no, that's still Creed. You know, and so they weren't going back and forth showing showing who who is who and who's doing what. Cause right. And I felt... Then I, I was like, okay, he's doing more of the clubber laying, mm-hmm. you know, workouts. And then I was like, wait, nope, that's that's Creed doing the – it was – to me, that they just missed on the formula. you got to go back and forth. I was fine with it. It just didn't – it didn't rise to any, like, significant level to me. Uh, and that's the music. That, that's the music. Yeah, it's 100% yeah. the music. Um, I will also say the other montage – I actually think the in-fight montage – was worse and it wasn't even really a montage. Um, I can appreciate the artistic going away from, you know, your traditional montage of boxers, boxing or whatever. And so you strip away the crowd, do this kind of empty arena thing. I was okay with it. I just feel like what it, what it added in artistic value, it gave up in emotional value because 
it was just like two guys fighting in an empty arena. I'm like, okay, I, I, I kind of get this. I, and then you snap out of it. And they're like, and that's the end of round 11. You're like, whoa, whoa. We're, my my thoughts exactly. We went from two to eleven, you which, know, and, which is Rocky. Like in all fairness, that's what Rocky movies do. You fight for a couple rounds, you montage it, and you're at the end. Sure, but that, you have, yeah, but you have the montage to know where you are in the sequence. Yes, you're, you're showing build, round you're building cuts up to and, it. Yeah, and yeah. you're you're getting that swell of emotion. So um, there's no round cut, so you don't know like where you're at. Um, and, and there's no swell of emotion really. You're just watching two guys fight in an empty arena, and and I get it but like i said my my statement would be what you added in artistic value by going away from a traditional montage you you gave up in emotional value which is why then it all goes back to when you tie that in with lack of emotion lack of motivation you don't get that big crescendo that you normally get in a rocky or a previous creed movie you're just kind of there yeah that's funny you said loss of emotion i was saying loss of momentum well that Uh, too yes and so I, I was fine with the black and white and then going yeah. solo. Uh, I didn't like the, the jail cell or the, yeah. the padded corner from the, mm-hmm. the group home. Uh, I didn't like that piece, but I was okay with them. You know, it's like, this is just about you and me, you know, trying mm-hmm. to do artistic, even though that's the only time in, in Rocky that's ever really done, mm-hmm. you know, so it's pulling away from, again, eight movies of mm-hmm. <laughs> this is supposed to look. Which I'm fine uh, with. I'm, I'm which, fine with rolling the dice. Sure. Sure, uh, but I didn't like that it jumped from you know from two to eleven because all of a sudden we're in and this is the last oh the end of round eleven two to twelve like we're right. jumping into twelve. Well, and I think um, the problem is what you and I are saying. It's not that they did that; it's that they they did that and it didn't feel like you should be at the end of the fight. That felt like just like a one mm-hmm. round thing. Like this, this one round right. was about that. And then you montage it and, and you get that feeling going about the up. Cause you kind of lose all the ups and downs of the fight, right? Like there's no, it was mm-hmm. just this thing. And then you, you come out of it and you're gone. So it's, I don't have a problem with any of like the jail sale, the padding, how they shot it. Anything. I have a problem with that. It was just that. And that's it. It needed something beyond that. Okay. How do you feel about the line of don't box just go fight um i mean it 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 felt like rocky five flipped on its head you know this is a street fighter you know kind of thing um is that it somebody says that to donnie right yeah it's coach yeah so see that that to me would be the antithesis of how you beat uh thank you Thank you. I uh, beat Damien. Damien's got like hardly any training. He just came out of jail. He's gonna fight, and and he showed that when he fought. Was it Felix? Is that the guy's name? I th- yeah, I think. Felix. Um, that he didn't box. He he fought and he fought dirty. So it's like if you're gonna beat this guy, beat him by boxing. Like take him down technically and stuff. But I get that that's not the heroic. You know, you you want him to go. You don't want to see your Rocky movie end with like a judge's decision, right? So, uh, <laughs> and you want to be able to show that Donnie's just as good of a fighter and he can beat him in a fight, not just beat him on boxing technicalities. So, how I would have changed that is maybe round we do this little, you know, one on one thing for two rounds. Round five, we come back, coach tells him, good boxing, just fight, you know, get over your fear type of mm-hmm. thing, you know, and you see him, you know, just fight. Or maybe that's right before we go into the one-on-one thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of just a street fighter fight. Nobody else is around. But then before round 12, quit fighting, now box, mm-hmm. you know. And that's how he ends up yeah. winning. That that separates the difference uh, of the two. Right. You know, of you're a better boxer. You know, mm-hmm. you've been doing this. You're the champion. You know, right. show them how, how it's done, what we've been 
I feel like that that would have been kind of made more sense to me than just ah forget every, forget everything you know just go <laughs> just go throw some haymakers and see yeah. hopefully one of them lands because what he does is actually boxes you know yeah. how he wins wasn't fighting right you know what he how he wins was boxing and so it, it just didn't mesh really I agree. to me with that advice I I think the other thing that I'm just not remembering too is like when they were first agreeing to the fight and Duke is looking at the tape he's like he's gonna know your tricks he's watched all your stuff he's gonna know that you like bob and weave like this and do that but that lesson those lessons were never no used payoff. In, in the fight right like at least when like was it rocky 2 where mick teaches him how to fight right-handed because of his eye and then they switch to left-handed at the end like they parlayed that into it right like well your eye is shot so we have to teach you how to fight right-handed well that's the same kind of moment you're saying he knows all your tricks. He's watched all your stuff, blah, blah, blah. Oh, well, how did that pay off? Like, there's, there's, <laughs> there's nothing in the story yeah. that says, okay, well, we taught you how to do this, this, and this now to combat this guy, you know? And do you feel like we also have an issue with power levels? Um, um, because Felix never beat Creed. Mm-hmm. Creed retired on his own. He's never fought Dame. It's not like Dame yeah. beat him when he was younger. Right. You know, and so all of a sudden he, he just comes out of retirement, beats this guy, takes what he has, and, and it's not like he was... I think... He the, wasn't the underdog. Yeah, I think the jail thing was supposed to, like, sort of allude to some of that, that, like, you know, he basically got big and tough and strong in jail, so he's able to go combine that with I mean, his... He, Top he's, ranked. He's definitely physically intimidating. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll give you that, but Felix wasn't. No, no, no. Um, well, and I also thought it was weird that Adonis would be the underdog in the fight because just because he like, wasn't champion. I mean, well, it's. I mean, let's just play this out for a minute, right? <laughs> he wasn't. Felix wasn't supposed to fight Damien. Damien right. did have a good amateur record and all that. They they set that up. Uh, it was very clear that the entire audience and the announcers saw Damien fighting dirty. He got two points taken away from him. Like, and the announcers are saying, like, oh, that's an illegal shot, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So there's already this thing of, like, not only – he, yes, he won, but now he's only 1-0, and and he fought dirty to do it. Why would he ever be a favorite over – Adonis Creed, like an approved, a proven historically, yeah, historically yeah. great fighter. Who, yes, he's older and coming out of retirement, but really, one win and you fought dirty, and that's enough to say you're going to be able to take down a a one of the greatest champions of all time. Like that felt really weird to me. Like, oh, Adonis is the underdog. I'm like, no, I I don't think so. He's not fifty. He's like thirty six. And then also, I was like, are they going to do this Clubber Lang montage of him beating a bunch of people, you know, defending right. the title? Yeah, you know, no. They didn't do it. They didn't do it. No. He's one. I wondered that, too. And I, I wasn't sure if that was something they just weren't showing us. Because he, I know when you win the heavyweight title, you're going to get endorsements and stuff. But he goes, like, immediately to living in, like, this really ritzy apartment and lavish lifestyle and all this stuff. And so I was like, okay, well, maybe they just didn't edit this so well. But no, when they go to the fight and they show his little record at the bottom, it's like, Damien, 1-0. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's enough to make him <laughs> the, the favorite? Whatever. Well, I'm sure in a title fight, even just being in the title fight, even if it's not 50-50, him versus Felix, he was going to get, you know, at least a million dollars. Oh, yeah. You know? No, again, yeah, I, I get it. So, the, endor- so the endorsements the are going to roll in right sure. away. But it's just this concept of like, I didn't know if I was missing something, but then when they showed the record, I'm like, okay, no, it, this guy went one and zero, and now he's going to go up against Creed. Okay, 
Yeah, I feel like it should have been something where this guy always, I mean, they're, it, it ruined the their backstory. You know, right. they wouldn't be brothers anymore if he always beat him, you know, in the ring. Right. You know, or something. But it was, uh, it didn't seem like he was the underdog. He literally came out of retirement and took from Dame again. Like, that's, mm-hmm. that's like, what am I supposed to be feeling right now with him winning? Right. You know, and poor Dame, I'm sure, got paid. For this title, you know, Apollo Creed come or Apollo Creed, uh, Adonis Creed coming out of retirement to, to fight for the title belt against, mm-hmm. you know, you build that up. He, he's going to get paid pretty good. He's set for life now, sitting in yeah. the locker room afterward. But it's like, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel. You just came out of retirement, took from me again. Yep. Yep. I agree. Yeah. And prove nothing. Prove nothing to, to what? You're not scared. You're not running. Yeah. It's like, it, it is my life. I did deserve this, I yeah. guess. Yep. Something. Well, and then I think now you get to, you know, where does this franchise go from here? Um, I, it, you can never say old is too old, to your point, in the Rocky universe. Um, right. He's, I guess, technically Adonis is the heavyweight champion now, so he could be back to fighting. That would feel weird, given that he had already retired once. But, hey, you know, that's sports. That happens. Um, I think they're trying to set up some kind of thing with his daughter. I'm not, I mean, you'd have to skip forward way far in time to have this payoff. I mean, at least 15 years. Um, well, like we mentioned, I don't know if the Drago movie is squashed. Yeah. Like, I don't know if they're trying to do something with that. Right. But also, where does that leave him? Who's he fighting? Sure. Because sure. he he's not going to fight Donnie. Yeah. And I, I think you're going to be really hard pressed to find a good enough script to get people interested in a, Drago movie, to be perfectly honest. Like, I'm not sure that the Rocky oh, you know, universe I'm, is... I'm buying, well, I'm buying Drago yes, tickets. Yes, the, the people will, but you see what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, Creed had the benefit of tying directly to Rocky. Right. Like, it, with actual Rocky in the story having meaningful things. I don't know that the Creed universe is on solid enough footing yet on its own to really have people care about branching out into a Drago movie. Um I mean, I'll go see it, but you know, I, I don't, I don't know. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is the end for Creed for a while until they figure out another way to bring it all back later in a creative way like they did with Creed one. I just don't, I mean, people will keep watching the Rocky formula. We're perfect examples of that. I just don't, I don't know where it goes from here. Yeah. Um, well, the, the time jump really, really hurt the franchise. Yeah, because you could you could have had Michael B. Jordan still playing like he was thirty, mm-hmm. you know, in this movie, uh, or even even younger, you know, because he he could pass for that. It's hard when you have his daughter, you know, jump what eight years, mm-hmm. you know, for, for, from the last movie, mm-hmm. and so. But that's a uh, uh, so he. I feel like he's done in that boxing capacity, right? I mean, you're never done fully, right? Like, you can always yeah. do the George Foreman story, coming out to fight for an orphanage, blah, blah. I mean, there's all sorts of things you can do. But now, now will they be good? That's a, a very different question. But I kind of feel my personal thought would be, like, call it quits. You know, give it give it another break, like what you did between Balboa and Creed. Find your next foot in the door with what your Creed franchise, your Creed universe is going to be, um, and, and come back later. Well, and that's that would be a fantastic and more poetic end. However, uh, you and I both know when was it Amazon was trying to buy MGM? Mm-hmm. They don't have much in their Mm-mm. 
their back catalog other than like, right. what franchises do they own? They own Rocky and pretty much Rocky, mm-hmm. you know? And so you, you got to know that they're just going to keep <laughs> trying to milk this for all yeah. they, it's worth uh, if they can't sell it off. And whoever yeah. buys it is going to want to try to do something with it. It's like we just basically bought MGM for these you know, a handful of franchises, we're not going to keep them on the shelf. But I guess it also depends on the structure of everything, right? Like, does Coogler own any piece of this? Does Michael B. Jordan, does Sly? Like, how are these characters owned? And who's who's going to really want to do that? Because, you know, you're starting to spin off some of these other characters now that are technically, you know, Adonis Creed was not part of the Rocky one six, yeah. Right. They created yeah. him and tied him into the legacy. So is Adonis really part of that same property or is it Kugler's and Michael B. Jordan's? I, I don't know how that works, but I also just think just from the sheer exhaustion of sequels and stuff, I think you just need to give it, give it some time, get people to want to be, have this thing, figure out your right footing for the next branch that you want to go. Because I think if, I think the thing is we're just in a time and age like when people were making Rocky three, Rocky four, like I don't know that sequels were as bad as they are now, quantity wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I think you really need to be careful that, you know, are you going to wrap it up at four or is four going to be your step in the next direction, the different direction to keep building the universe? Like you really need to think about what that's going to be. Cause I think you have a, a movie here with create three that, could do one of two things. It could kind of open a few doors for something else, depending on what you want to do, or it could just be that nice little like, all right, pause and call it good for a little while. Well, the only thing they can do branch wise is Drago. They have well, no they, characters. You, well, it's just, uh, but we would have said that at the end of the Rocky saga too, right? They, they created Adonis out of nothing. We didn't well, know right, anything about it. But are you going to have somebody else's son clubber lang's son i mean to, to tie exactly into, that's what i'm saying you need to kind of retread figure. like that so exactly. i mean i'm just saying the only one that we've been even remotely introduced to is drago right you're not gonna have another movie with dame right, right. you already said that he's too old and he just came in and lost i mean right maybe him versus drago just because jonathan majors is more of a draw uh but i you know i don't see how you Really, I feel like that's your only launching point, unless, like you said, you go with his his daughter somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, that's eventually the way the Rocky franchise went, right? He went into training people. Besides Balboa, where he was, you know, brought out of retirement because of a ESPN fight, fantasy fight. Um, you know, Five <laughs> and Creed are both Rocky training somebody from the universe. He, so, like, he still it, had some left in the tank. <laughs> so, if it's if you're going to kind of go that route and you've aged Adonis up where he can't fight, his only option is. He's got to train somebody. So then the question becomes who? Is it his daughter? Is it, you know, keep training Damien? Is it, you know, he trains Drago now? Like somebody new that's got a connection, somebody new that's got no connection. I I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Drago's got to be the same age as him, right? You would think. I mean, as they've been doing this for a while. Yep. So you almost aged him out of his own own franchise. Yeah. I think they ate... and I think that was your point just a few minutes ago is like they might have just aged themselves out of this out of this franchise because you, you've already got you've now got to do with Michael B. Jordan at however old he is, I'm guessing like late 30s. Um, you've got to treat him now like you treated Stallone when he was in his 50s <laughs> because you've already <laughs> right. set up the retirement angle and he's too old and blah, blah, blah. So you're kind of hamstrung. Yeah. 
you know there's another movie coming. Just a matter of what it is that it's going to yeah. be. It's just a matter of when. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, so that's Creed 3. I think we're doing John Wick 4 next at the end of the month, I believe. Uh, you're missing uh, Scream 6 this nope, week. We're not, we're not covering Scream 6. Uh, what else was this month? That Shazam 2 is out this month. Shazam 2. Uh, we just, actually, we just that. watched uh, Shazam 1 uh, last night to prepare for such thing. Shazam 1 was fine. It was fine. My biggest, I'm going to say here, because apparently we're not covering Shazam 2, nope. is that uh, the kid and... Zachary Levi, when he becomes Shazam, mm-hmm. the uh, the personalities are so very different. He plays him too much of a kid. Yeah, like the kid himself is somber and kind of depressed, and then he's Shazam. He's like some anyway because mm-hmm. he doesn't yeah. know what to do with the powers. But yeah, I mean, I'll probably end up seeing those movies at some point. But I'm not okay. So we'll probably cover Shazam movies. and then John Wick Four. Probably not. I don't know that I'll be rushing out to see Shazam anytime soon. Um, just okay. a mosey is all I'm looking for. You don't have to rush. <laughs> just a mosey. Yeah, right. If they put it on HBO Max, I would. Um, okay. Carson, where can they find you on Twitter? At Carson Graff, G-R-A-F-F. You can find me at at 2 Views Garrett, G-A-R-R-E-T-T. You can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at at 2 Views Movies, or you can email us at 2 Views Movies at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show via Apple, Google, Spotify, basically anywhere you can listen. We are there. We will be back soon enough. Um, with John Wick, and if my family drags me out to Shazam, maybe we'll record it. But there we go. I'm going to be uh, have to be drugged, kicking and screaming to the theater. <laughs> All right, we'll catch you next time. What should we do next? Something good? Something bad? Bit of both? Bit of both.